Welcome to Quanta Magazine's podcast. Each week, we bring you stories about developments in science and mathematics. I'm Susan Vallett. This week, three friends became influential mathematicians, but they never solved their own puzzle. One measure of a good math problem is that you make some unexpected discoveries when trying to solve it. That was Esther Klein's experience in 1933. Klein was 23 years old and living in her hometown of Budapest, Hungary. One day, she brought a puzzle to two of her friends, Paul Erdős and George Sekeresh. Given five points, and assuming no three fall exactly on a line, prove that it's always possible to form a convex quadrilateral. That's a four-sided shape, like a square or a rhombus that's never indented. As you travel around it, you make either all left turns or all right turns. Klein had worked out the proof before she brought it to Erdős and Sekeresh. Eventually, they found a way to show that her statement was true. It got them thinking. If five points are enough to guarantee that you can always create a convex quadrilateral, how many points are needed to guarantee that you can form the same kind of shape with five sides or 11 sides or any number of sides? By 1935, Erdős and Zekeres had solved this problem for shapes of three, four, and five sides. They knew it took three points to guarantee you could build a convex triangle, five points for a convex quadrilateral, and nine points for a convex pentagon. Erdős and Sekeresh presented these solutions in a paper. In that report, they also proposed an exact formula for the number of points it would take to guarantee a convex polygon of any number of sides. But their proposal was just that, a well-aimed conjecture. Erdős, as he did with many problems, offered a cash bounty of $500 to anyone who could prove their formula was correct. The puzzle was nicknamed the happy ending problem. It referenced something that had nothing to do with math, but that came about as the three friends discussed points, lines, and shapes in their quest to solve the puzzle. Esther Klein and George Sekeresh fell in love. They were married June 13, 1937. Decades passed. Mathematicians made virtually no progress in proving the conjecture. The mathematical mystery stood. Then, more than 80 years later, Andrew Souk came along. He's a professor at the University of Illinois in Chicago, specializing in discrete geometry. And he appears to have proven that Erdős and Sekeresh's formula is correct. His paper on the puzzle was published in the Journal of the American Mathematical Society. At a very general level, the happy ending problem is about finding ways to add sides to a polygon. Say you have five points. You know that this is enough to guarantee that you can build a convex quadrilateral by connecting four of those points. From there, you want to increase the number of sides of that polygon, from four sides to five or six and beyond. To do this, you have to keep track of the number of points you're using to make the shape. You need to form this complex engon with as few points as possible. Erdős and Sekeresh weren't able to prove their formula, but they had a clear sense of the path a mathematician might follow to get there. In their 1935 paper, they wrote about how convex polygons can be thought of as cups and caps glued together. 
Ronald Graham is a longtime friend of Erdish's and a mathematician at the University of California, San Diego. If you want a convex n-gon in the plane, and you look at it, well, if you look at the top half, it forms kind of a cap, right? They're just kind of going around, and the bottom half is like a cup. And you'd like to kind of put these together in a clever way that a whole convex n-gon. But no one could figure an efficient way to do it. Graham says the cup-cap concept is just easier to deal with. Say you have a cap, and you add one more point. If it still forms a cap, then you can kind of see where it's going to be. If you have a cup and a cap, and you add one point, well, you just don't quite have as much control over what's going on. For example, if you have five points forming a convex cap, you can always enlarge it by adding a sixth point off one end or the other. But with a convex five-sided polygon, it's less obvious how you'd add a sixth point while still preserving its convexity. In their paper, Erdish and Sekeresh proved what's called the Cups-Caps theorem. It tells you the minimum number of points you need before you're guaranteed either a cup or a cap of a certain size. The Cups-Caps theorem also creates an upper bound on the happy ending problem. If you have a cup, you can always create a convex polygon by drawing a line between the cup's endpoints. It's not the most efficient way to construct a convex polygon, but it guarantees you can make one. Using the Cups-Caps theorem, Erdish and Sekeresh proved that if you have four to the end points, you can always find a cup or a cap that gives you an n-sided convex polygon. This value is exponentially larger than the conjectured number of points in their formula, which makes it kind of unsatisfying once n gets large. It's like buying a pound of parsley when you really just need a pinch. Erdish and Sekeresh knew that if they could find a more efficient way to combine a cup with a cap, they could prove their conjectured value was correct. But they found that you can't always glue cups and caps together to form a convex polygon. For the gluing to work, the cap needs to be strictly above the cup, as mathematicians put it. That means a line drawn through any two points in the cap must lie above all the points in the cup. If you can't do that, then the shape you get when you glue the cup and the cap together is not convex. This cups-caps dilemma held up progress for many years. Mathematicians viewed gluing cups and caps as the best way to approach the problem, but couldn't figure out how to do it. They wanted to find a large cap and a large cup that were in the right position so that when they were glued together, you would get the biggest convex polygon you could. But Gabor Tardish, a mathematician at the Hungarian Academy of Sciences in Budapest, says it's hard to do. If this is what you are looking for, two sets such that one is above the other in this very strict sense, then uh, it's often not possible to find such sets that are large. Tardish says there will be very small sets. They will be so small that this gain that you can put two of these caps and cups together does not help you much because the original sets are less than half of what they should be. So, so you lose more than what you gain. So that was the obstacle. At least it was until Andrew Souk found a way over it. Souk's work focuses on an area of mathematics called Ramsey theory, which is about as old as the happy ending problem itself. Ramsey theory broadly says that within large disorganized sets, you will always be able to find well-organized subsets. 
This basic idea was first discovered mathematically a few years before Klein posed her problem to Erdős and Sekeresh. The two men discovered it for themselves in the course of studying the happy ending problem. When applied to this problem, Ramsey theory states that no matter how you place your points on the plane, when the number of points grows large enough, you'll get a well-organized subset of points that can be joined to form a convex n-gon. There's no way to avoid it. Souk uses tools from Ramsey theory to think about the kinds of organized substructures that have to emerge. He also thinks about how large those substructures have to be and how one kind of structure interacts with another. As a result, he's able to assess whole categories of configurations in a small number of moves. That corners the points into their most difficult arrangements and proves that even there, they have to yield the convex ingon he's looking for. Souk's work suggests that Erdős and Sekeresh's conjecture is likely true, even if he stops short of proving it completely. Souk's proof brings the previous upper bound on the problem, about 4 to the n points, down to a value that's almost equal to the formula proposed by Erdős and Sekeresh. Janos Pak is a leading figure in combinatorics at the Swiss Federal Institute of Technology and Souk's graduate school advisor. Well, now we definitely know that the conjecture is roughly, roughly true, which of course makes it uh, more believable that it is actually true for every n, but whether this is really the case or or they are just being too optimistic, it is really uh, hard to tell. Even when there's a general agreement about whether a long-standing conjecture is true, it often takes the arrival of some complicated new mathematical machinery to settle it. That wasn't the case here. The basic path Souk followed combining cups and caps was evident from the start. Mathematician Ronald Graham says it's an approach the puzzle's creators would have approved. It's very clever, very elementary. It's something that Erich and Sekerich, you know, could have done themselves, except it just takes like more careful analysis of these cups and caps. Janos Pak agrees. Erdős and Sekeresh would be extremely happy and overwhelmed to see that they were actually on the right track. And these ideas that they came up with can be made to work. Erdős, Klein, and Sekeresh didn't live to see this development. Erdős died in 1996, though he lives on in the many cash prizes he endowed, now managed mostly by Graham. Segeresh and Klein outlived Erdős by nearly a decade. They were both in their mid-90s when they moved into a nursing home in Adelaide, Australia. They died there in August of 2005, within one hour of each other, 70 years after the birth of the happy ending problem and a decade before it was settled, almost. This episode was produced by Jeanette Kazmerzak. I'm Susan Vallett. For more on this story, read Kevin Hartnett's full article, A Puzzle of Clever Connection Nears a Happy Ending, on our website, quantamagazine.org.